let's talk about some stuff. Let's talk about, uh, let's get meta, which is always fun on podcasts, you know, blog about not blogging podcasts about not podcasting, but I had some ideas about the format of the podcasts and maybe I can run them by you. Okay. Go. One, uh, feed piece of feedback I got from our one listener, my mom was that she didn't care for the business stuff, but she wanted to listen to the family stuff. And so we were like, I don't know, that's a podcast. That's our life. We're talking about things. And there's some people who want both and maybe that's our audience. Um, the other, then maybe it's like a piece of feedback or it's just something I'm seeing, uh, in the, you know, YouTube, Twitter space or podcast space is that shorter podcasts around 15 minutes are kind of nice. People like to be able to digest it like through like a little lunch break. And asking them to sit down for 45 minutes to listen to us might be a little much. So it's like, hey, yeah, they can always watch three episodes, 15-minute episodes. So that was my plan was let's take the topics, focus on just business stuff for, you know, two to three topics for 15 minutes, wrap up that podcast, focus for family stuff, two to three topics, wrap up that podcast. And then we can also release more, um, more often, record them in advance if we do like three per week. And then release them Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday, Friday. You know, it's kind of like. Would this all still under fall under that talking thing? And it would be the titles of the podcast uh, yeah. would infer whether this is a business oriented topic or a family oriented topic. That's what I was thinking. Cool. I like that. I like it. Yep. Yeah. So we're doing it. We are doing it. This is a business topic, by the way. This is a business topic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel like we'll need an outfit change, but the podcast know, format maybe. is more often yeah. listened to only. Yeah. So we could change I mean, shirts or something. Earlier, I, we were wearing the same shirt today. I so. had food on my shirt, and I didn't change it. I have, like, a sweaty, shoveling snow hair, and I didn't change, so I don't okay. know. If. <laughs> Come as you are, podcast. I also <laughs> wore, like, the same shirt randomly, like, for yeah, I only have so many shirts. That's true. <laughs> Poor man. Okay, ready? do that. Maybe if people notice us doing costume changes, they can appreciate the effort. Yeah. We'll have a wardrobe down here in the office. Yeah. Sounds good. Um, so maybe we'll get through all these business topics. Yeah, we got it. Um, first one on the list here, hiring in advance. We just hired three folks to start for this year. And it's kind of like, no more hiring for the year, right? We try to like, we're trying to stay small. Um, I was scared of staying, growing large until I had people that I felt could manage other members of the team. Now I'm not scared of it anymore. That's good. We just need to get the money to afford it, yeah. right? Um, yeah, it's kind of like um, there's employees that you hire and they do stuff, but they don't own stuff. You know, I think we've well, that's specifically to people we've been hiring lately. We're like, you're going to come in and you're going to own things. And when a task comes up, like... I know you're going to take care of it and I don't have to worry about it anymore unless I have to worry about it. So it's like, that's what we're hiring, like manager types. I think also we're hiring people that don't specifically do the thing that makes the money. Hmm. Our first hires and our early hires were support people. So we knew that, you know, for every new ticket that came in, we had someone answering it and it was very attached to why people pay for our product okay but now i feel that we're hiring more people that um operate on like the periphery of things and they work toward growing revenue they work toward uh awareness right they work like, on they help them they're growth the centers state. rather than like cost centers yes yeah and that's interesting too because you 
it is a gamble mm-hmm. in some respects. And to spend money on those people means that you can't exactly attach them to, you know, profits and revenue and, you know, right. they're bringing this, they've increased our revenue this much. It's kind of harder to uh, evaluate. Yeah. But necessary. We say it's hard for these folks we're hiring recently, it's harder to evaluate how they're impacting the bottom line. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. We're, I mean, we're not a consulting business where it's kind of like we hire out hours, you know, we pay for people and then the, the growth is detached. Essentially something that some of our employees I heard struggle with where they want it to be clear how much they're growing the business. Like they want more metrics and stuff. And I'm always like, it's good. Like it's gotten bigger, you know? And like, I don't care if it's like your blog post or this feature update or like this podcast appearance or like what it was that brought in the business. Like we're all doing the things that we get together and say is good to grow the business and the business grows. Like, do we have to, you know, track it all? So kind of specifically we're on a team we're helping each other out. Well, it would be a detriment to always attach people's value to what they bring to the bottom line, because some people's roles, the most important work they do doesn't, you know, someone designing a structure so that we do better one-on-ones, that we have better education and leveling up of existing team members. Mm -hmm. It doesn't necessarily grow bottom line revenue, but the health of us at the end of these projects is a lot stronger. It's all important. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Mm. But it's fun, but we are like, Doing that thing again, we we do every once in a while. We're like, we have pretty good profit margin, and then we expect to keep growing. And we're like, oh, okay, let's take that profit margin and invest it into hiring people that we need. And we're hiring a little bit in advance, like these managers, like consciously. The one person that we hired um, wasn't like filling in a slot. It was kind of the person who's going to help us figure out what kind of slots we need to fill in. <laughs> and it's like <laughs> we could, like, we have an idea that we could have like hired some folks and then pull the manager in and said like, Hey, here are the people you're managing. Or it's like, hire the manager first. And like you said, they're not like doing the work at the bottom, you know, but Hey, help us kind of build it out. And so, yeah, it was, it feels, it's interesting. That's always been working. It's, you know, it's good. It's wild that a year ago, we were in more of a desperate situation related to management and the Mm. team and people that owned projects. And and now I think we're kind of soaring. Yeah. With it. Or maybe we're swinging too far. We're going to like, we joked about how our management meeting is, there's like six or seven people in that and our team's like 18 folks. <laughs> it's like, that's pretty good. Um, if we weren't a two person uh, owner, it would be different. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we kind of duplicate. We're basically the same person. But even so, no, we're, yeah. we're two You're people right. that a lot of companies, that's one human. Right. We're two humans. So take one of us out of it. It's It's not as... Okay. Uh, heavy of a ratio toward management. You, okay. <laughs> Who wants, are you, yeah, I'll retire and you can just kind of, <laughs> I feel good about work in general though. Um, it's like, you know, we had, it's January, we just had the holidays and it's kind of, um, and, and we're also pitching cycle one work and it's like, there's a lot of cool stuff, bringing on these new people. I just got to keep the energy up and stay involved. Well, it's hard not to want to work too much when there's more people onboarding, more people generating ideas, more people pulling from you. Yeah. It's hard. I've definitely worked more this week than most weeks. Yeah. And that's probably true of a lot of people, you know, getting back from the holidays and needing to catch up and and 
declutter their work life and get organized. But it, I think it will be something to balance and manage because our yeah. our managers spread a 12 hour work day for me and that's not sustainable. Oh yeah. You've been going every day. Yeah. That's okay. But it, it isn't sustainable to work and meet everyone in their time zone mm-hmm. for their working hours. Yeah. It should calm down. Hopefully. Yeah. So people get onboarded and stuff and projects keep going. We'll see. We'll tune in, uh, you know, podcast next week, a couple of weeks, give you an update on how it's going. Uh, maybe we can move on to the learning project. I don't have a good title for this. I'm bad at naming things. The Slack channel was called education. And then I was like, Ooh, education is like a little formal school. This is like learning. I watched a YouTube video for my learning project, but you want to explain what it is? Sure. I mean, we, for years, we've been trying to nurture people's interests um, and how they want to kind of develop themselves as a team member, as a developer, support person, a writer, any piece of them. Uh, but we've had no formal process. We've had no checks and balances against it. It's, it's a comment someone makes. I'd like to learn more about this. And as their managers, we've said, good, go figure out, do it. Tell me how it worked. Yeah. Um, but they just fell flat. You know, nobody, yeah. nobody was following up on it. No one was prioritizing. No one was, you know, reminding, saying it was right. important. And no one was really giving themselves the time in their schedule. People would right. fall back to important work, um, doing their day, day-to-day job, and, and it just disappeared. So um, this, I think, we're doing this primarily because you want to get more into education. Yeah, that's part of it, too. For our users. Yeah. For the businesses that are being started on our plugin. Um, so it's kind of like a win-win scratch yeah. niche. Hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. I feel, I thought there's kind of two kinds of people who, you know, what do you call it? Like continuing education is like, if you're a teacher at a school, I don't know exactly what it's called in different work environments, but our team members want to keep learning things, not just the things they need for their job, but stuff kind of, t- you know, Adjacent professional to development. Yeah, yeah. Professional development. That's exactly it. That's, yeah, that's a great term. That's what we should call it. Let's rename the Slack channel. Professional development. Professional development. Um, and yeah, it's like, and, you know, someone in support, like, I'm just doing support. Like, we're asking them about the support. We're not asking about the professional development. And we, we kind of either assume, like, they're doing it on their own. Um, some people are self-motivated, and they are doing it on their own. And some people aren't as self-motivated. They kind of need it to be scheduled and assigned and have someone follow up. Um, and so for those people, more obviously, I think for those people who need it scheduled now, it's like, hey, this is scheduled. I'm giving you a half day. I'm expecting you to do this. I want you to report back on what you learned. Um, and so it's kind of going to force that accountability. But it's also important for those folks who are self-learners because sometimes like in a one-on-one, they'd be like, I built this really cool tool you know, on the side, I was like, I didn't even know you could do that. That's amazing. You know, like there's no visibility for us managing them. Like, oh, you're learning these really cool skills and I'm totally not using them on the job. I didn't realize you could do that. And so even for those kind of self-starters, it's still important that like the education that they would have done anyway is now like part of a formal process and we're going to like be in touch with it. So I'm excited about that. When we talked about this, I don't know if it was a year ago or longer, I found some statistics related to employee retention and professional development, because there's the idea that if you, as a company, pay someone to learn something, pay for the course or education or certification, are you just growing them 
to leave your company right. and, and fill it, that role somewhere else yeah. or get to use that skill somewhere else. Uh, but this metric or report, it showed that companies that invest in professional development have better oh, employee loyalty, like loyalty because there's yeah. uh, a gratefulness and, you know, uh, employees see that as the company investing in them and it's a like a care yeah. piece. So. I, I, I can believe that. Yeah. So it's good. So for yeah. January, we're letting every team member self-select a work adjacent topic to pursue. Mm. We're going to give budget to the course, whatever it costs, mm. you know, at a, at a like cap. A we're not going to send you to yeah. the game studio development college in Florida, but um, mm-hmm. try to give them like four to five hours. Yeah, I think it was two to four hours, like a half a day schedule. That was a half a day. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Two to four but hours. Like if they need more or it's something that's spread out. But to spend it, in yeah. one chunk yep. learning this yeah. thing. And then we're going to have an all-team meeting where we share what you learned, the format of what you learned, the likes and dislikes about the format, and, and those kinds of things. Yeah, and that the focus of that follow-up meeting, I think it, this is, I, well, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out in the meeting because people are going to want to share what they learned. But it's like, I want them to focus. That's going to take forever. It's like, you spent four hours learning something. I want to focus on like uh, the kind of course or book or resource that you interacted with. Like, was it good? Was the quality good? Would you recommend it? What can we learn about teaching and making courses and building content out of the thing that you did? So, and that's what you mentioned earlier is like the other reason this fits is that we're like, hey, let's. I have like 18 people on the team, like going out there to find the good resources for learning. And if like five of them are decent, like we could share them with other people. Cause like our, our customers, our partners that we work with, everyone wants like a lot of this, you know, knowledge that our internal team wants too. So we're kind of like bubbling up the best of it and also learning like the best techniques because we want to like this, this year really push on education. I got, it's kind of, it's one of those things like in the business space, I say it how like I expected the other people to fill these gaps and they're not. And it's like, well, we're positioned to do it. So like our partners don't know how to do this technical thing that would help our customers. So like, all right, let's teach them how to do it. You know, we got to find a way to teach them. So we'll see how that goes.